Thank you so much for joining us right here on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, a nationally known gerontologist, and Dr. Jamie Heisman. Dr. Heisman, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, an expert on caregiving as well as addictions. And each week we toss out a mental health issue and spin it around on Take 10. And Carol, you're going to set up today's. Well, you know, Ron, most of the time I do talk about caring for older adults. That's kind of the the sweet spot where we work. But we also know that so many older adults are grandparents raising grandchildren, other relatives and friends raising children um, who have been uh, you know, somehow they, they can't live with their, maybe their family uh, birth. And so, Jamie, you know, this COVID period, we hear so much about the, the schools and learning and the children. What, what's going on with children right now with remote learning, in-person learning, COVID? You know, Carol, dysregulation, just for our audience sake, is kind of best described as, as the fight, flight, or fear response. Dysregulation means we, we don't feel safe in the moment, whatever's happening with us. Maybe it's a teacher for children. Maybe it's a principal for children. Maybe it's a bully at school. And you go into fight, flight, or freeze. Well, COVID has brought this whole new dysregulator to our society. And I think the impact has yet to be measured in terms of our children. Okay, so in the medical front, we all know that COVID, the first variant, I mean, the first uh, virus, obviously, and the second that came around, we're, we're hell and a half, and our kids had to live at home and be schooled there. There was no doubt that that was it. Now we've got Delta variant, and from the medical perspective, we have no clue how that's going to impact our kids. We're starting to see that the long-hauling kids, the kids who have contracted COVID, have neurological challenges, are losing their memory. You know, we don't know how they're going to rebound because we don't know about the Delta variant. But in terms of the psychosocial piece, the piece where our kids need to feel safe in their own development, COVID has been a great dysregulator for most by keeping them out of school, keeping them from their friends, almost developmentally allowing them or actually encouraging them to miss a very critical time in their child development. Well, you know, you hear a lot about child development and milestones for children. What does that mean? Why are these developmental stages important? Well, Carol, definitely um, we look at a child's brain as really being the indicator of almost everything that happens on on our planet. I know I'm a psychologist until COVID, mental health was sometimes voodoo, chicken bones, 12 steps to many. But really, psychology is about the development of the child brain, how the child develops their ego, their superego, which is their conscience, what happens to those unbridled id or the energy that flies out of them. And to be frank with you, the first 10 years of a child's life is when we really see the temporal lobes, the the brain develops its kind of way it views the world, whether it's safe, whether it's healthy, whether we can grow with curiosity, or whether we see this world as paranoid and, and distrustful, and we just don't like what it has to offer. Those are things that are milestones that occur within the first 10 years, or give or take a few years, of a child's life, and then reinforced or really, if you will, even decompensates through adolescence based upon how those first 10 years went. So if we're not mindful the first 10 years of how we're dealing with the child's brain in a fair, healthy, consistent way, we could see changes that happen for long after childhood into maybe adulthood and maybe even impacting the world if they become world leaders. What kind of changes? 
Well, those changes happen, Ron. Again, the child brought up in a very safe place. And I, again, COVID has obviously been a dysregulator. But when I say safe place, it means that their parents have been very safe, have adjusted to COVID in a way that their kids feel that the vessel, the, the childhood family feels safe. Then they usually kind of grow up in a very healthy way with a mindset of curiosity. You know, they see life as a challenge. When the parents get, let's say, wild, decompensate, anxious, nervous, and the families are kind of in disarray, let's say, during COVID, then the child let, it feels unsafe. The child's now seeing that the world is very dysregulated, not well, paranoid, distrustful. If that continues, and let's say the level of unsafety or the, the family doesn't really attach in a healthy way, that child will come out looking at the world and, oh, my God, what am I going to do? It's us or them. So the way we live, see our lives in our temporal lobe is a product of how we're raised, usually in our first 10 years. That's child development. And as I see patients, I'm dealing with the child and sometimes a 40-year-old body, 50-year-old body, or 60-year-old body. There's been a debate going on here in San Antonio and across the country over the psychological impact of masks on kids and whether or not they cause problems. I haven't seen any of that in, in, in our three. I don't know about you with your little girl, but they don't mind wearing masks. They keep them on. It doesn't seem to affect them. Is there a potential downside psychologically to mask wearing? The only downside of it is their families who make it a downside. If you can reframe it, and that's what cognitive behavioral therapy is for a child, that they're helping their community, that they're becoming a real player in their classroom, that they themselves have a connection to a family of choice, which is the kids they go to school with. Kids are very willing to go along and very willing to be that Buddhist, hello, let me help the world stuff. But when you come out as a parent, and really create this terrible politically divisive thing and see this masks as something different. Oh, well, you can pass that down to a child as quickly as you can pass racism down. Because a child, really, it's about almost brainwashing when you're a child. You can't resist what's being put in, and you have to take it. So the healthier the parents are, the more likely the child is to accept what the, ch- what the parents provide. And that means masks will be just fine if parents believe that's a scientific way to mitigate this virus. We're going to come back to that in a moment. For those who may have just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel, our co-hosts, I'm Ron Aaron, and we're talking about what is it about the current world that may, in fact, have a psychological impact on children and adults. Carol? Well, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, that children are being impacted. We may think we're doing okay. We're not sure. What can we do to better better instill resilience in our children and, and help to make them feel better about themselves and the situation. If we think they're not getting as much socialization with the other kids, if we feel like they are falling behind um, their developmental milestones. Well, that's a great question, Carol. Uh, my personal feeling, the way to impact kids best and to mitigate all of this is to find those healthy kids that they can socially regulate with. Meaning if they have a friend who's connected to them, they're not a bully, not somebody who looks down on them. Or you may know this as a mom or dad, somebody who really is this capricious and will put your child down, but somebody who really encourages them connects with them. I would get as many play dates in a socially distanced way or safe way you possibly can. Make sure you're in some sort of a bubble, but make sure your kids are always having that safe environment to play with kids and to socially regulate. And then when they come home, I would think that parents need to go see a good therapist or connect with their their friends themselves to have less anxiety, less depression, and accept all of this as part of what we need to do in this world. And that we're going to get through the suffering like we get out through all suffering. And we'll come through it in a better way. 
Well, when I hear you talk, I, I think about um, the need to to see that we're, we really are all in this together and that we can't look at the children and think just of them. We also need to ask ourselves, are we doing okay? As you talk about always standing on two feet um, and meaning to make sure that we're on two feet, even if the children are the biggest concern in our, in our heads. Absolutely. It's just like a caregiver. In fact, I think there's a great caregiver lesson here. We ask caregivers to take care of yourself. It's not because we're just giving idle pop Pollyanna stuff. We think it's the best medicine a caregiver could provide their loved one. Why? If a loved one has chronic terminal acute illness, they're probably scared, fearful, anxious. Who wouldn't be? You know, their life is changing. We don't know what exists. Well, now put it in your children. You know, take, pretend like your children is the caree. Pretend like you are the caregiver. So if a child is feeling that the parents are on two feet, like you said, Carol, that they are grounded, they're healthy, come what may, we can handle it. Just like that senior that's going through acute chronic illness, the child themselves are asking their parents, please stay safe, be well, allow me to feel safe in your present because I'll be on two feet if you're on two feet. So the parents are the role models, obviously. You bet. And the children, Ron, we all never forget this. The children are always watching. Yeah. They miss nothing. As much as you think, as much as you believe that you're going to be quiet and secretive and don't worry, they're not going to feel it. Children will feel and watch the energy. It's not what you say. It's what you do. And so if you can remain okay, not depressed, on two feet, just like Carol was saying, your children will get through this pandemic and be more socially regulated and feel safer on the other side and part of a community, like Carol says, I like who that. goes through all things together. Got a snappy right there. My middle son, Mitch, always said, even when I'm asleep, I hear everything you say. Thank you for listening to Take 10 with Dr. Tammy Heisman, Carol Zernil. I'm Ron Aaron. Catch you soon. 